Monday, February the 25th, no less. As you are no doubt aware, I have no, no qualms about doubting your, your awareness, um, that you will know that within the Liberal Cube, Mondays fall under the category of Movie Mondays. Yes, Siri, Bobby. Yes, sirree, Bobby. That's a much better saying than yes, sirree, Bob. Because it rhymes, and rhyming is fun. Today's sponsor is Colonel Walter E. Kurtz's Haunted Funhouse. Once again, today's sponsor is Colonel Walter E. Kurtz's Haunted Funhouse. The horror. The horror. Okay, um, one thing I always try to remember to do, and quite often do remember to do at the top of every show, especially on Movie Mondays, is to say that there will be spoilers, most likely. Not a 100% chance of spoilers, but we're in the, we're in the high percents, anyways. Also, uh, something that I quite often forget to do is to say, if you like what you hear, meaning this podcast. Uh, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is that perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. That is payment enough. Because that is where podcast babies come from. Movie the first. Oh, uh, let me just say that uh, this week I have four movies, so I'm going to do the attempt to get them all done on the drive into work and uh, see how I do with that. Wish me luck. Movie the first. Crumb. That's C-R-U-M-B. Crumb. Uh, this is a David Lynch film. Uh, if you've ever seen any David Lynch movies, they are strange, and I like them. This uh, definitely falls into that category, although it's got much more of a... Well, it is a uh, documentary about, um, oh shit, I forgot his first name. His last name is Crumb, and his first name is... Ah, I didn't write it down. <laughs> shit. Felix Crumb? Is that right? No, no. Might be. Anyways, that is the name curse that I suffer from, rearing its ugly head. Uh, watched an entire, you know, one and a half, two hour movie about this guy, can't remember his name. In fact, I got... <laughs> It's one of those times where, I don't know if this ever happens to you, if you are someone who watches a lot of movies, where occasionally you will watch one and you'll get about halfway through and realize that you've seen it before? Yeah. That is what um, happens here. I, I got... Uh, actually, t- to be fair, I don't know if I've seen the whole thing or bits and pieces of it, but definitely parts of this I know I've seen before. It follows the um, artist slash cartoonist uh, Crumb. 
Oh, Fritz Crumb? Shit, I can't remember his name. No, not Fritz Crumb. He created the cartoon Fritz the Cat, among many, many, many other things. Although, uh, at the beginning of the movie, he stressed he had uh, nothing to do with the movie Fritz the Cat, and sort of fought against it, and really hates it. He is a weird, weird dude. He, it's a, if you're going to pick sort of one person to follow around for a documentary, uh, weird and interesting, I think, is a very, very good route to go. And uh, David Lynch <laughs> picked the right goddamn person. Uh, it didn't just focus on Crumb, although that was the main focus. It, uh, it also had his two brothers in it as well, who were also artists. Well, one was an artist uh, of a sort of cartoony style, I guess you would say. And the other was sort of a... Um, could maybe go recluse. Lived, lived at home still with his mother. Um, was on anti depressants, tried to kill himself a bunch of times. Just the whole family was um, odd ducks, I guess you would say. Which made for a very, very interesting movie. Now, that being said, um, getting halfway through it and realizing I've seen it before, I think <laughs> it's safe to say uh, means that it's probably not the most memorable movie. Hmm. So, uh, I'll go three to five. However, if you're interested in the the cartoon art crazy person world, uh, I can easily see you giving this a four. So, there you go. Let's leave that behind for a stand-up comedy special. I quite often will watch these and not bring them back to the Liberal Cube, because I don't know if they exactly fall into the, the movie Monday category per se. However, it's on a DVD. I put it in and play it as a movie and sit down and watch it as I would a movie. So uh, when you go on Netflix, which has movies, it's in the movie section of comedy movies, stand-up. So I think I'm safe to do this. without too much uh, in the way of repercussions. Yes? Question mark? Are you answering right now? Answer out loud. That'll be funny. The stand-up special is Mandroid. By Mr. Chris Hardwick. What? Chris Hardwick, as you no doubt know, again, I, I trust that you no doubt know, if you've listened to many of these podcasts, specifically the ha, Internet Day ones, um, he comes up basically every Friday just from shits that I watch. And uh, I've seen, I guess over the years, little snippets of his stand-up comedy, but never like a complete set. And this was his first uh, stand-up special, which seems to be, uh, with, with stand-up comedians, they'll, they'll work up to a stand-up special, and that's sort of like the pinnacle of their careers quite often. And then uh, once that happens, they'll have to start from scratch, because all that material's pretty much uh, gonzo. Very, very interesting sort of life of a standing-up comedian, as Jimmy Pardo says in that you are working, your life is, I don't know if you'd say your life is devoted, but you are working towards doing something that will mean all your work you have done you can no longer use. <laughs> kind of an interesting life, one that I'm very interested in. Okay, so I, had, I worked out a couple of things from his special here. 
one of the, I guess, snippets of his comedy that I had seen before was where he talked about America. That's uh, not America. That's America. Apostrophe America. Uh, which I really like. Um, and I, I'm kind of surprised Americans like, <laughs> just because he seems to put down, sort of, um, your typical American. So for me, being a Canadian, that's hilarious. But uh, he has some, some good bits regarding that. He talked about, uh, he had a long story about um, a fishing trip and how his hand, arm ended up in a shark's vagina. I uh, talked about how he used to be an alcoholic a little bit. Um, and I think that sort of brings up the point of quite often in the comedy standing up world, it seems that comedians who sort of use their real lives as uh, reference, as comedy fodder, do much better than people who just sort of go out there and try to tell jokes. So, that's interesting. Uh, let's see. Talked about putting his dick in a shoe. Uh -huh. Talked about how when you're over, when you're 30 or over years old, uh, you no longer finger girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, one of my favorite sections was uh, he did a little bit on religion versus science. Something he pointed out that I A, laughed at, and B, I'm going to try to remember and C, really appreciated was the fact that religion will and has sort of had to uh, constantly change its sort of precepts in order to keep up with scientific discoveries. For example, uh, I guess you could just point it out to say that religion thought that the world was flat, and then science proved it wasn't, so religion changed. Religion thought the uh, world um, the world was the center of the solar system, then science proved it was the sun, and they changed their opinion. And there's many, many other things such as that. That's just two examples. Uh, so religion has had to change for science, but science has never, ever had to change its... Um, Again, we'll just go precepts, scientific theories, uh, to fit a religious belief. It just does not happen, and I think that is very, very telling. So, I liked it. So, uh, as you can imagine, a stand-up special with Chris Hardwick, who uh, the missus always makes fun of me for uh, having a man crush on him, I guess you would say. A little, uh, little bromance, if you will. So, I'm going to give a special 5 out of 5. Take that. Um, I don't know who. The missus, how about? Take that, the missus. Although that's proving her right, isn't it? Hmm. Well, whatever. Get over it. Five out of five. Okay, we're moving along pretty good here. Uh, movie the third. Perhaps more accurately, a film. I actually, it was funny, uh, this morning, the Oscars, I guess, were last night, I think. Uh, and this morning I saw that Argo won Best Picture. Huh. I watched Argo on the weekend. Mer, Interesting. I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5. <laughs> it was okay. It was, uh, as you probably... Oh, fuck. As you no doubt know. Jesus. I keep saying that. I'm just assuming, and I think rightfully so, that my listening audience is very, very intelligent. Good on you. As you no doubt know, I fuck, I use my threes 
my three ratings for sort of uh, enjoyed watching while watching, but would not watch again. And that uh, is definitely Argo for me. That was good. Um, for me, the first half or third of the movie was the best part. And then the parts that were actually in Iran were not as good. Huh. Because uh, they set it up with, with the first part um, as a sort of funny, like a little, little comedies in it. You had uh, Ben Affleck, of course, as the star. And you have Brian Cranston, who uh, can play both uh, comedy and drama, drum, dramas very well. But then you throw in John Goodman, who is super funny in everything he does, including this. And you throw in uh, Richard Kine, who uh, is amazing in comedies and was very funny in this. He just had a small role, but I wrote it down. Then you have Alan Arkin, who's also had a role that brought forth his comedy stuffs. So the first uh, half or third, whatever it was, of the movie where they're trying to get this fake film up off the ground, I guess you would say, um, was the best part. And then once they're in Iran, meh, kind of went downhill for me. If you don't know, the movie's about, uh, based on true story. So again, uh, I don't really like that in the sense that I kind of know what's going to happen. And I like surprises in a movie. So it's about... Um, Americans who were stuck in Iran, and then the CIA pretended to be a Canadian film crew filming a science fiction movie called Argo uh, to go over there and get them out. Alright? Very, very interesting story ideas. Alright. Who's my last? Better move on quick. Getting close to work on a Monday. <laughs> yeah. Seven Psychopaths. Movie the fourth. Awesome movie. Let's, uh, so I don't forget, and I don't want to forget in this case, five out of five. Terrific. Uh, watched it with the missus. <laughs> I knew, uh, probably about halfway through that she wasn't going to like it that much. When a movie gets at all weird, and this definitely has a little, uh, little a pinch, soupçon, soupçon of uh, weirdness for sure. Well, you got Christopher Walken in the movie. Of course, of course you're going to have a little weirdness. Uh, Sam Rockwell, also a, uh, a huge part, and also, as in, I think every movie I've seen him in, it's just ah, It's just amazing. He's an amazing actor, and um, the more I see him, the more I want to see him in movies. Uh, Colin Farrell, also very good. He uh, was sort of, I guess you could say, like the straight man. A little bit. The, sort of the straight man to Sam Rockwell and Christopher Walken's crazy people. Uh, and Woody Harrelson's crazy person as well. So that's a, that's an awesome cast. All people who uh, I very much have enjoyed in movies. Colin Farrell, mm, yeah, he's okay. Yeah, you know what I didn't mind him in? That movie where he was in a phone booth? What was that called? I think phone booth. <laughs> that's a stupid question if that's the answer. Uh, he did another one. Was it In Bruges? That was good as well. Okay, okay. I, I like him. I've talked myself into liking him there. So, uh, Sam Rockwell and Christopher Walken play a team of dog kidnappers. Uh, if you don't know what a dog kidnapper is, it's someone who kidnaps dogs. 
long pause for comedy there, uh, who kids, kidnaps dogs uh, and then collects the reward money for when people put up the lost the lost reward dog signs. Uh, the thing I thought about that is there's got to be some situations where the dog is lost and the people didn't really want the dog anymore, so they're just like, fuck it. <laughs> That's got to happen. And then uh, Colin Farrell is Sam Rockwell's friend who is writing a movie called Seven Psychopaths. So that's kind of where the weirdness comes in in that uh, it sort of flicks back and forth between the sort of real life and his and what what is happening in his movie. Uh, very, very uh, different. I don't think I've really seen much like that. It's almost like stories within stories. And I highly, highly recommend. I had a friend recommend this to me and said it was very, very funny. One of the funniest things she's ever seen. And although I don't believe that, because I didn't have too many laugh-out-loud moments, it definitely falls more into the dark comedy category, which for me, uh, I usually like dark comedies even more than not dark comedies. Hence, the 5 out of 5. Alright, folks. I'm at work. So, I'm going to go in and do some of it. Hmm. As you do. It is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Libro Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address. Mailwood.jordan at gmail.com And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Till the warm-up's underway Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper.